It's been a long six months. That included a COVID-forced break by the National Rugby League. But this weekend, we are finally completing the NRL's 2020 regular season. Welcome to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 20. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. Thank you guys for joining me every Tuesday afternoon as we uh, discuss the latest in NRL news. And I give my predictions for each weekend of Rugby League action. Today on the show, huge show, obviously... As I just mentioned, the end of the regular season, uh, we're going to discuss the likely and potential finals matches that we'll see next week. We're going to talk about each of the eight teams that will be ending their regular season and their season in 2020 uh, this weekend. We're going to talk about Sean Johnson's ACL injury and the injury crisis there at Cronulla and who's going to be playing in the halves this week. We're going to look at all the latest team news and, of course, we're going to discuss who will end up with the wooden spoon in 2020 between the Brisbane Broncos and the North Queensland Cowboys. But before we do all that, let's uh, jump into the results last weekend. And uh, it all started on Thursday night in round 19. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, 16, being defeated by the Canterbury Bulldogs in a huge upset that took the Bulldogs off the bottom of the ladder. Uh, of course, I tipped the Rabbitohs in that game. So I was zero from one to start the week. The Friday night games, the Penrith Panthers were too strong for the North Queensland Cowboys, 32-12. to And the Parramatta Eels, also too strong for the Brisbane Broncos, in a very dour affair, 26-12. to 12, I tipped the two favourites in that game, the Panthers and the Eels, which made me two from three for the weekend. Super Saturday followed, and the Gold Coast Titans took on the Manly Seagulls and defeated them 42-24 to 24 in a very high-scoring game. The Melbourne Storm demolished the West Tigers 50-22, to 22, and the Roosters were too strong for the Cronulla Sharks, 34-18. to 18. Again, I tipped the Titans, Storm, and the Roosters, the three winning teams there, the Titans with the upset. Um, that may be five from six for the weekend, heading into the Sunday games where the Canberra Raiders were too strong for the New Zealand Warriors in a controversial affair, 26-14. And it was a training run for the Newcastle Knights against the St. George Illawarra Dragons, defeating them 42-18. to I tipped the two Sunday games right as well, which made me seven from eight for the week. I was confident heading into last week that I could maybe get a perfect round, but it wasn't a B. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, of course, letting me down on Thursday night and letting the majority of the people down. Not many people... If any, would have tipped the Canterbury Bulldogs last Thursday night. So I was 7 from 8 for the week, which made me 107 uh, correct footy tips in 2020, which is an average of 5.6 around. Obviously, I wanted to get to uh, an average of 6 out of 8 this year. It's not going to happen. We've still got one more chance for a perfect round, though. Uh, we're going to discuss all the action for round 20 in just a moment. But before we do that, uh, please remember to like Steve's NRL, fa- uh, Steve's NRL footy tips on Facebook. Uh Please subscribe wherever you guys listen to this podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, anywhere you guys want to listen to it. And uh, join me as I discuss the finals. And uh, the podcast is going to keep going until the grand final and beyond. I'm going to have three State of Origin previews uh, the week of each of the State of Origin games. So three weeks straight after the grand final. So there's plenty of action and plenty of uh, Steve's NRL footy tips to come for the rest of 2020. So make sure you guys check that out. I don't want to make any promises to you, but I've got technology and I've almost figured out how to have guests on the show um, after promising it at the start of the year. So hopefully I can have a couple of guests on uh, during the finals campaign and the State of Origin campaign this year. Um, But thank you guys for your support. Let's get into the round 20 action. The last round of the regular season. So I alluded to this at the start of the show, but there's a lot of team changes in for round 20. A lot of players being rested uh, for the teams that are obviously 
going to be playing finals football. Uh, but the first game of round 20 features two teams that won't be playing finals football and will be ending their season uh, this week when the Brisbane Broncos host the North Queensland Cowboys from Suncorp Stadium and plenty to play for for the Brisbane Broncos. They're going to farewell Darius Boyd uh, and they're going to be out to avoid their first ever wooden spoon. They currently sit in 16th position. Uh, so this game uh, on Thursday night at 7.50, it's one that usually I'd look at and go, well, this uh, should be an absolute barn burner between these teams. But obviously both these teams have had their problems in 2020, I still think it should be a highly entertaining game that I think a lot of people will be interested in because the fact that the Broncos are down the bottom of the ladder and their season has been highly documented to this point um, about how awful it has been and it's been an absolute disaster, which of course uh, resulted in the exit of Anthony Seaboyd. Uh, they've got a lot to play for. As I said, Darius Boyd is retiring and they don't want to be the embarrassment of, uh, of Queensland like they already are. Um, they don't want to get their first wooden spoon. For the Cowboys, Gavin Cooper will be playing his final game in the NRL, announcing his retirement. A great career for him. He represented Australia and Queensland multiple times, and his combination with Jonathan Thurston was outstanding um, and was a key part of the Cowboys' attack during their 2015 Premiership run. Um, obviously, their season also haven't hasn't been fantastic. They have really struggled... Uh, at times, uh, due to injuries and consistency, and it's just been a disaster season. As you as you can see, Michael Morgan not named in the teams again this week um, with that injury. He just withdrew, drew from State of Origin uh, for Queensland this year. He put his name out of the conversation already. So um, their captain hasn't been on board for the much of the year, and uh, they're going to be looking uh, as at this game as an opportunity to at least end their season on a high. Um, let's be honest, it's going to be a scrappy game, and uh, I expect... I expect the Broncos to come out with plenty of energy. They've got plenty to play for, as I've already said. They've named Katoni Staggs in at the 5'8 position this week. It'll be interesting to see how he goes there, um, considering that he obviously he's one of the best centers in the game in 2020. He has been, and uh, putting him to 5'8 uh, will get his hands on the football more, um, but could potentially um, you know, nullify the effect that he has out on the edges there um, against you know smaller opposition and Maybe opposition that's not as strong, uh, but obviously if he can, you know, stamp his authority onto this game in at the five-eight role and lead the team around well and just do his job and uh, pick the right moments to get involved in the match, the Broncos' attack could be very much improved. He's obviously teamed up with Tom Dearden, who's uh, a pretty solid halfback, but he hasn't had much to work with for 2020. So it's going to be interesting to see how those two combine. Um, and while I'm Discussing the Broncos, Payne Huss and Patrick Carrigan passes back on the team this week, but those two have been the standouts for the Broncos this season. They try their backsides off each and every week, and hopefully, um, for their sakes, they can avoid the wooden spoon this week. Um, but I think that Tony Staggs and Tom Dearden, their combination is going to be the key component in this game, and whether they can get over a Cowboys side um, that has the combination of Drinkwater and Clifford. They've worked together for a while now since Morgan's been injured this season. They got Holmes back at fullback. They got Dago and Arcee um, in the centers there as well, and he's obviously um, a natural half. So uh, they've got a lot of a lot of ways they can go with their attack, the Cowboys. But really, it's just about their consistency. Um, has been all over the place in 2020, and uh, sometimes they can be really committed in defense, and sometimes they can go missing, and sometimes they can score plenty of points like they did against the Dragons a fortnight ago, and really be in matches like they were against the Storm. Um, a couple week, weeks ago as well, but sometimes they can just be all over the place. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting game, this one. I've actually got the Broncos uh, by six 
um, points with the upset. I think there's way too much for the Broncos to play for. They're in front of their home crowd. Farewelling, farewelling uh, Darius Boyd, who's had a fantastic career. Obviously, he's been criticized over the past couple of years, but they end that chapter um, with him in their side. And uh, surely uh, they can end the season on a high, um, considering everything that's been going on in the off-season, um, off-field, I mean, off-field problems. Um, and hopefully they can they can end the season on the right foot, but the Cowboys aren't going to make it easy for them. Um, obviously, we know what they're capable of in the best day, but uh, I've got the Broncos by six points in this one. And uh, just as I end this prediction, the Broncos and the Cowboys in 2021, or the Cowboys, it's obvious what they have to do to improve. They've got to get um, their captain back on the field. Michael Morgan's definitely the key component to their side's attack. Um, and he needs to be 100% fit and firing for 2020. And overall, they just need to be a lot more committed in defense and play for each other. The Broncos, how do you fix their disastrous season 2020? And... Uh, make them a force in 2021. Well, it all starts in the administration, if you ask me. They need to completely change their board, need to get rid of the CEO. Um, obviously, they need to decide on the coach still as well. Um, and they need to fix somehow fix their spine because at the moment, they're missing a fullback. Um, they're missing two capable halves, um, well, full-time capable halves. And Isaac Luke, who knows how long he's going to be there in that hooking role. But uh, their spine is so important. They've got a lot of talented forwards, the Broncos, but they need someone to put it all together um, if they're going to, get off the bottom of the ladder next year. And uh, honestly, they deserve the wooden spoon this year. Um, but it's it's almost still impossible for me to fathom that a Brisbane Broncos team will end with a wooden spoon because I didn't think I'd ever see it in my lifetime. And uh, obviously, I'm predicting they can beat the Cowboys this week and get off the bottom of it. But really, as I said, they've been the worst team in 2020 um, all throughout this season. Um, so... Really, they deserve it, and it'll be unfortunate for the Bulldogs if they were to get it. But uh, I've got the Broncos by six in this game, and hopefully these two teams can end the season on the right note here on Thursday night from Suncorp Stadium. Also, one thing I did fail to mention in the last match's preview between the Broncos and the Cowboys, uh, this weekend the NRL has implemented a few trial rules that will be uh, represented in the Cowboys and the Broncos match and the Warriors and Manly's matchups this week. And... There's four rule rule changes. One of being the bunker can pretty much interfere at any point in the match and, you know, try to reduce the amount of stoppages. But uh, they can also apparently uh, change the results of tries um, if they think that, you know, they have not been awarded or they have been awarded, judging on the decision that the original referee has been made. Um, that's an interesting one. I hope that it doesn't slow the game down, and uh, I hope we're not waiting on minutes and ends, even though a try has been scored for the bunker to decide whether it has been actually scored or not. Um, so I've got a few worries in that one. Um, the other change is a little bit more positive. One of them is, uh, obviously, the bigger, big other one is the infringements in the 10-meter line, so players offside. It will be a six again instead of a full-on penalty uh, just for these two games. I think that's a trial basis and probably one of the ones that could definitely come into play in the coming seasons, maybe even next year. Um but we'll see how it works this week. Obviously, there's pros and cons to it. Um, and really, if they take away the penalties for the offside, there's not going to be many actual penalties in the game, which you can either take as a positive or a negative, depending on your opinion on that matter. The other two changes are that only forwards can pack into the scrums, which I really like, and I think that's been the way it always should be. It's been that way for 100 years, and then suddenly you've got backs coming into the scrums. I don't like that at all. Um, and the final rule change is if... Uh, uh, ball is kicked out of touch it is simply just a uh, handover um, from where it got kicked out uh, rather than a full-on scrum so um, which obviously will make the forwards a bit more tired and kind of eliminate that tactical 
Um, that ca- tactical decision of kicking it for touch um, take away from the half's hands, really. So there's a few interesting rule changes. I'm not going to spend too long on them, but uh, I'll let you guys be the judge. We'll talk about them more next week after we see how they, they're implemented. And uh, the Titans versus the Knights is the second game of the round. That kicks off from 6 p.m. on Friday Night Football. And uh, this game could actually be the game of the week, in my opinion. It's a sleeper hit. I mean, Newcastle, um, back in the form last weekend, it was pretty much a training run for them against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They looked very dominant early in that match. Kalen Pongo was at his absolute best. Lino looked really good in the hearts with Mitchell Pearce. Um, he added a little bit of pressure off Mitchell Pearce's um, shoulders, and he hasn't had a great season, Pearce, but Lino kind of lifted him up last week. Um, and the Saifidi brothers and David Clemmer really controlled um, the game through the middles and really bullied the Dragons forwards there last week. So they're in good form, and obviously they're going to be playing the CR City Rabbitohs in the first game, um, in their first game um, of the postseason, maybe their only games. Of course, it's an elimination game between both those games. That game's almost certain to happen unless the Rabbitohs would lose by 60 to the Roosters and then the Sharks would have beat the Raiders by 50. But we can pretty much pencil in the Knights versus the Rabbitohs. So this is a real prime for them to get ready for that game. Gold Coast Titans, on the other hand, I predicted it about a month ago that they wouldn't lose another game for the rest of the year. Since I said that, they haven't lost. They're on a four-game winning streak. They can end their season with five in a row victories, and they're playing some fantastic football off the back of Jamil Fogarty and Alexander Brimson. Um, AJ Brimson's been absolutely enormous at the back, which um, was highlighted by two tries last week, and uh, they're just flying at the moment. Um, a lot of their young players are really stepping up, whether it be Brian Kelly in 2020, who's back on the team this week. Young Tom Papia has made the most of his opportunity coming back into the NRL, and guys like Fodder Waker, Sam Stone, um, Tanner Boyd, um, all those guys have been enormous for him this year. So, as I said, I've got so many promising. Um, there's so many promising signs, and I've got a lot of um, lot of hope for Gold Coast in 2021. But it's all about ending their season on the right note this week. And I think they're a team that can really upset the Newcastle Knights, especially when you consider um, when you consider their form. I think the Titans actually been playing a little bit better than the Knights as of recent times. And uh, if Fogarty and Brimson have their day out, they're going to cause real headaches for the Knights because obviously the Newcastle Knights' danger man is Caelan Palmer. If they can shut him down and get him out of the game, that really nullifies Newcastle's attack overall. And I think that's the way that South Sydney next weekend, who, of course, they're coming off a disastrous loss last week. We'll talk about that in a sec. But... Uh, the way to nullify Newcastle's attack and really to, to put them off their game is by smashing Ponga um, and keeping him out of play by either kicking it to touch or um, really putting pressure on him every time he's got the ball. So I think he's going to be a target in the postseason, Ponga, as I said. So uh, if the Titans can show CR City the way this week, they can really shut down and nullify Kalen Ponga's impact on the game. They've got a huge chance of winning five in a row on the trot. And as I said a month ago, I've... I didn't tip the Titans to lose another game this year. I haven't been, um, you know, totally convinced by Newcastle, and the Titans have proved me right each and every week. So I'm going to tip the Titans in this game by 10 points, and I think they're going to end their season on a fantastic note. They'll finish the season ninth. They almost, you know, they're only one or two wins away from the finals this year, um, and they're going to be riding the mix next year. So positive signs for all you Gold Coast fans. And uh, Newcastle, well, they're going to be an elimination game next week, and... Who knows if they're going to be playing at Newcastle or Sydney, but either way, they're going to have to be putting their best foot forward if they're going to do anything in this postseason because they're the most hot and cold team other than Cronulla that have been in the top eight this year. All right, the second game of Friday Night Football is shaping up to be an absolute huge game when the South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Sydney Roosters from ANZ Stadium. 
They're the biggest rivals in rugby league, the Rabbitohs and the Roosters, the two foundation teams left remaining in the NRL. And man, when these two teams get together, you can expect fireworks. Uh, but obviously, at the moment, these two teams are on completely different ends of the spectrum in terms of form. The Sydney Roosters are just travelling along fantastic uh, since they've got the majority of their players back fit and ready and rearing to go for the postseason. Um, they handled Cronulla pretty easily last week. I think they're on a five-game or six-game winning streak now, the Roosters. Uh, so they're looking for a huge postseason, and they're destined to play the Melbourne Storm next week in the first game of the formula. It's going to be an absolute classic game, um, and this game is really going to prime for finals football because, as I said, they're versing their arch rivals in South Sydney, and the Rabbitohs, well, I don't think anyone saw what happened last Thursday night coming. They went down to a Bulldogs team that were determined and the Rabbitohs were really off their game, and it was the very poor defensive efforts that uh, let the Bulldogs get away to a 20-0 lead. The Rabbitohs were much better after the first 20 minutes of the game, but at that point, the damage was done, and they just couldn't track down this Bulldog side. So, um, really, when they're going to be an elimination game next week, you expect better than that pathetic performance that we saw last week, and the Rabbitohs should be ashamed of themselves. And this is the week, if they're going to get ready for a finals campaign where they're actually going to you know, feature and can get past Newcastle and can, you know, challenge some of these teams in the top four. It's all going to start for this week for them. If they can't lift for a game against their arch rivals in the Roosters, they don't necessarily have to win the game, but if they can't lift and put a, uh, an impressive performance together, they're not going to do it in the postseason and they might be eliminated next week against the Newcastle Knights. So uh, the pressure's all on South Sydney in this game. Um, Adam Reynolds was barely sighted last week. I think he's had a very good season, Reynolds, but uh, he really struggled to, you know, plant his uh, put his imprint into the game. Um, and you know, Cody Walker and Damien Cook they tried hard, but the fact that the Rabbitohs rely so much on Cody Walker and that saw that left side in their attack, um, the Roosters will be ready for it this week, and the good teams will be ready for it. So they need to find um, and tweak their attack and find more opportunities rather than just, you know, attacking the one side over and over again. They've also got uh, Jaden Seau, of course, suspended this weekend um, after the whole sin-bidding controversy last week. I don't think it was a sin-bidding, but the Rabbitohs obviously weren't good enough um, when the game came to push and shove. They do welcome the return of Dane Gay, guys, so it's not all lost, but uh, I particularly expect the Roosters to target these young second rollers in Jed Cartwright and Bailey Sirenen. Sirenen absolutely busted his guts out there last week and was really tired at the end of that game, and... The Roosters are so professional that if you have even a weak, any weak spots in your team at all, which obviously South Sydney do based on their easy tries they let in last week, they're going to expose it. And, um, you know, the Rabbitohs, they need to be a thousand times better if they're ever going to be competitive against the Sydney Roosters teams. That They've kind of been in second gear as of late. I mean, they've been winning their games. As I said, they're, they're really priming for a huge finals performance, uh, finals, you know, end of season, post season, um, and finals, you know, performances. But, um, as I said, they weren't their best last week against the Sharks. They haven't been their best for a couple of weeks now, and it's important for them to be playing their best football heading into the finals, but uh, I think they're going to relish the opportunity at versing and potentially beating their arch rivals. On paper, it seems like a Roosters 13-plus victory. Obviously, um, when these two teams get together, it's not that way most of the time. It's it's usually an intense and fiery encounter. I do expect the Roosters to get the victory this week. I expect them to, to win by 12 points. But I think the Rabbitohs have to show something, as I said. They have to improve. They have to get better for this postseason because they're a dark horse in this competition when they're at the best, the Rabbitohs, and they can really you know, take it to any side. We saw that when they versed the Storm a little bit earlier this year. And, um, 
the Eels, that of course they beat them 38-0 in probably their most impressive performance this year. Um, but they're just so inconsistent. They need to be a lot better um, in this game. And they need to prove that they can hang with the big dogs in this competition. I've got the Roosters by 12. But I expect the Rabbitohs to bounce back and make a real statement um, to the teams above them on the ladder heading into the finals. All right, moving on to my favorite time of the week, Super Saturday, and it's the last Super Saturday of the year. It all starts at 3 p.m. when the Canterbury Bulldogs uh, will see what their destiny is in 2020 when they play the Penrith Panthers. Will they get the wooden spoon? Can the Broncos win on Thursday night? They'll know that heading into this game. And very interesting, the team list for this match. A lot of the top four teams and the teams that are guaranteed for finals resting a lot of stars. The Penrith Panthers and the Sydney Roosters are the exception to that rule. Uh, the Panthers almost naming a full-strength side. The only players missing this week will be Dylan Edwards, Stephen Crichton, and Viliame Kikia, who will get a week off heading into the finals. Um, they're versing a Bulldog side, obviously, that just got off the bottom of the ladder last weekend. Um, so, interesting decision, um, not choosing to rest their halves like Luai and Nathan Clear, and it'll be interesting to see how that affects their finals campaign. Obviously, they want to keep this huge winning streak going, Um I believe if they win this week, it'll be 15 in a row. They're on a 14-game winning streak. Absolutely enormous effort by Penrith Panthers. They are the minor premiers for a reason. They've been outstanding. Um, they're most likely going to be versing Parramatta next week. They could still verse the Raiders. Um, but this is their last opportunity, obviously, to get rearing and ready to go. Um, the way they're playing, as I said, I don't know if they needed to to name a lot of their big guns. They have done it for this game against the Bulldogs. And... Uh, the Bulldogs, well, I expect them to put in a good effort to end their season. Um, they've tried really hard in 2020. It just hasn't been their year. They're lacking a bit of experience. They need some more, um, you know, some more certainty in the halves in what they're doing there. They're, obviously, they've got their new coach, Trent Barrett, incoming in season 2021. Um, but he'll be watching this game and hoping they can uh, really make a statement. And, and a lot of these guys can prove to Trent Barrett that they belong in the 17 for him. But obviously, there's no greater test than than Penrith, especially when they're almost at full strength. And uh, for the Bulldogs, as I said, if they, if the Broncos win on Thursday night, um, the only way they're avoiding the wooden spoon is to win this game. And when you look at this team list, you just don't really see a way that the Bulldogs can win it. So I think they're going to be relying on the Broncos to lose the game. Um, obviously, they want their season to end on a high note and as I said there could be some real good changes in 2021 depending on what Trent Barrett brings and how he changes the culture there at Canterbury but uh, Penrith there's not much else to say they're ready they're primed for a huge postseason and we'll see what they can deliver next week in finals week one most likely against Parramatta and if they can get this premiership done this is basically just a, a finals training exercise on the way for the finals by Penrith I've got the Penrith Panthers by 24 in this game I expect the Bulldogs um, to really come out and you know have a red-hot go, but the Panthers will just be too strong for him. And it could be the farewell game for Aiden Tolman as well, which is worth a mention. Um, he's been a great servant for the Bulldogs, apparently unwanted at the club next year, but fantastic. He appeared in two grand finals and uh, really has led their forward pack for years. So well done, Aiden Tolman. Whatever happens next in your career, you've been a great servant to the Canterbury Bulldogs. Penrith by 24 in this one. So the first game of Super Saturday will be very entertaining viewing and Penrith could have put on a real cricket score against the Bulldogs. But the second game uh, is going to be a very interesting game. The Cronulla Sharks will verse the Canberra Raiders from the Strata Jubilee Stadium at 5.30pm. And uh, for the Sharks, Sean Johnson went down with a season-ending injury last week. And 
they've had to shake up their team as a result, and uh, questions definitely uh, remain whether they can do anything in the postseason and whether they're just making up the numbers. They could go into the finals as the only team um, in a, the top eight system and the only team since Canberra did it in 1989 to go through to a finals campaign without beating any of their opponents in the top eight, which would be absolutely ridiculous um, and would prove to me that they're making up the numbers. They've got a huge game against the Raiders this week. They put Way Graham in at the 5'8 position, Connor Tracy. will partner him in the halves. Um, Dugan's out with an injury this week, um, and they've had to name a lot of positional changes. Katoa's out for a week as well. I think they're just freshening him up for the finals. Um, but they're versing a Canberra Raiders side that they could be playing next week, but... This Raiders side looks awfully different to the team that they could line up against in the first week of the finals. Um, they've chosen the approach to rest a lot of players, which is a very interesting decision considering if Parramatta somehow lose to the Tigers, the Raiders could find themselves in the top four. But if you look at the outages that they've got this week, no Charles Little Klonstad, no George Williams, no Jared Croker, no John Bateman, no Jordan Rapana, no Josh Papali, no Elliot Whitehead, no Jack Wyden, no Joseph Tarpanay. It's... In, Almost entirely new squad. The halves are going to be Matt Frawley and Sam Williams, who are both solid campaigners. Um, so obviously, Ricky Stewart's just taking the approach that it doesn't matter whether they've got to win three or four matches uh, to win the grand final. They're going to have to win all of them. Um, and the way he sees it is that uh, is that they're going to have to be at their best next week, and he'd rather take the approach where he gives each of these play each of his star players a week off to uh, refresh. Um, the big in for him this week is Soliola, who finally gets to play some football since you know the first half of the season, and hopefully he gets a match form because he could be a real weapon and a real impact player of the bench for him next week. Um, but really, on paper, uh, this side is a side that could really struggle. Obviously, a lot of these guys haven't played first grade, regular first grade this year, and they versus the Shark team that will be hungry to make a statement. Um, heading into the finals and obviously destroy that record uh, of not being any teams above them, even though obviously the Australia's team is only at half strength, if that. So um, it's going to be a very interesting game. The Sharks have to take some form into the finals because otherwise, if they're playing the football, they have been playing football, it's going to be a very early exit for them. And it could be embarrassing, to be honest, for you Cronulla Sharks fans out there. So it's important to get this combination between Graham and Connor Tracy right, or if they put Trindle into the 17. Whoever's playing the halves, they need to control the game well, and uh, they've got a decent forward pack, Cronulla, um, but the Raiders are going to be a hell of a test next week, obviously, if they versus the Eels. Um, also an equal test as well. So, um, as I said, they need to take some form into the finals, and this is an absolute golden opportunity that Ricky Stewart has handed the Sharks to get some form heading in the finals, they're based an inexperienced side and they should be able to beat them. I've got the Sharks by eight points um, in what could be their second final, ma- their second last match of the season and their last win of the season. The Sharks by eight points uh, for me in this matchup. All right, and the final game of Super Saturday for the season uh, will be the West Tigers versus the Parramatta Eels from Bankwest Stadium, an absolute ripper. Uh, which will f- the Tigers will fare well. Benji Marshall and Chris Lawrence, of course, Chris Lawrence announced his retirement. Um, about a month ago, and we still don't know the status of Benji Marshall for 2021. But what a fantastic career they both had at the West Tigers. Chris Lawrence and Benji Marshall, of course, they're both a part of the 2005 Grand Final winning side, um, and they should be farewelled in style this week against the Parramatta side that uh, they did beat the Broncos last week, but it wasn't a pretty side. Their 
looking like a mere shadow of the team that um, that was so dominant early in this season. They still should make the top four. They must win this game um, if Canberra are to be, defeat the Cronulla Sharks in the previous game to make the top four. Um, and unlike a lot of the other teams in the top four, the Eagles aren't resting anyone. They're full strength, um, and I don't think that Brad Arthur could have afforded to rest anyone because they're not playing good football. They need to find some um, some glimmer of hope against the Canberra uh, against the Penrith Panthers side next week that they're most likely will be playing. Um, if they're not playing, then they'll be in sudden death. So it's very important for this this Parramatta side to win this game and win this game well because if they're versing Penrith next week, the form that the Eels have been playing in Penrith will could put a cricket score on the full time Penrith, the uh, full strength Penrith side could absolutely dismantle this Parramatta Eels side. So um, it's very important. As I said, Mitchell Moses and Jai Field, they need to get their combination right. Clint Gustin's playing some good football, but he can't do it all by himself. And their forward pack hasn't fired like it has. It was at the start of the year. Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paulo, those guys really need to step up. Um, Sean Lane, those types of guys, and really put their mark on this game because the Tigers aren't going to be going down easy. They're farewelling two of their uh, you know club greats. Um, and of course, they've got to prove to Michael Maguire, who's currently in the middle of a roster cleaning up, that they want to be there. Um, they want to be in this club heading into the future. So the Tigers have just as much as the Eels have to play for. I expect it to be a very even game the way that the Eels have been playing. Even if they had to win this game, they're not going to make it easy for themselves. Um, Harry Green, of course, the Tigers will be playing his final game for them. He's going to want to get out on a winning note as well. So I think that the the Eels have got their work cut out for them. I'm going to tip Parramatta by one point, but I think it's a very close encounter. Um, and as I said, this game's so important. I just want to... I've said it five times during this two-minute preview, but it's so important for the Eels to to really show that they are a heavyweight in this competition and they can match with the likes of Penrith, the Roosters, and the Melbourne Storm because this is their last chance to get those combinations right heading into the finals and they need to take advantage of it because... Anything less than a preliminary final this year would be absolutely disastrous for the Eels considering how they were flying at the start of the year. Um, it's been 34 years now since they won a premiership. Um, Eels fans obviously have been long-suffering. There's been a bunch of wooden spoons in there. The pressure is on Parramatta. This is this is your time to show up. And if you any chance to win the premiership, it needs to start this week because I was not impressed by your completion rate and what I saw by his last week. So... Parramatta, you need a bit of a slap on the shoulder and you need to really get into high gear heading into the finals week one. Sunday football will kick off at 2pm from Central Coast Stadium when the New Zealand Warriors take on the Manly Seagulls in both of these teams' final games for season 2020. The rules that I mentioned a bit earlier will be implemented. The trial rules will see if they uh, have an impact on this match and whether they're here to stay in the long-term future of the National Rugby League. But... Both of these teams uh, will be looking to end their seasons on a high note. All credit to the New Zealand Warriors. An absolutely outstanding effort in season 2020. Um, everybody, I think, was rooting for the fairy tale. They all, we all wanted to be in the finals. It wasn't a B, um, but a courageous effort to be away for their families for six months to uh, really invest in this team. And I think it's helped their club in the long term. I think a lot of these players have really matured over the past season. I think they're going to be back with a vengeance in season 2021. Roger Tuivavi Shek, their inspirational captain. He won't be taking part in this game, um, but he will be remaining in the bubble to cheer these guys on. And there's a few 
roster changes, but I think these guys are just going to be happy to get home and uh, see their families as you would be for the first time in almost half a year. Um, so absolutely, all the props in the world, the Warriors, um, much better season than I think anyone thought they would have, even before you know we found out about COVID. So um, they're going to be looking to end their season on a high note. They face a mainly Seagull side that had a very poor performance last weekend against the Gold Coast Titans. They just leaked points all over the park. And of course, to highlight how bad their season has been, um, Tommy Trovich coming back from that injury, um, and he looked off. He wasn't sure on himself, and his hemi didn't know how it was going to hold up. I think he was inserting his his attack at the wrong time. His timing was off, and of course, it all compounded in another injury for him, and hopefully he's right for Origin 1. But, uh, you know, they started their season off so promising, mainly, and it's just fallen apart from then. Obviously, they've had a lot of injuries, um, but they had a lot of injuries in 2019, and whoever they put in did a real job for them and were consummate professionals and uh, got to a stage where mainly were real contenders last season. Um, a lot of people predicted them to be in the finals this year. Some people even predicted them to be in the top four, um, but it really just hasn't been put together, and Des Hasler has his work set out for him to change this side next season. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Adam Vanilla Blake's another departure from them. We talked about that last week. They've also already farewelled Joel Thompson. So I don't know where they go from here as a club mainly, but they really need to end the season on a high this week. Um, if I was Des, I'll just be putting some young guys, even giving someone like Ben Trojevich a bit of a run, um, just to get some experience in first grade. He's currently in the 18th mean position again this week. But... Uh, Really, they've got not a lot to play for apart from their respect, and who knows what Manly side's going to show up this week against the Warriors side that aren't at full strength, and it's definitely a winnable game for Manly, but uh, as I said, they've just been all over the place this year. Their defense, any sort of pressure that Manly seem to get put on them at the moment, they uh, they just fold and let oppositions fall, and Gold Coast were scoring some really impressive long-range tries against them last week, so Manly, um, they've got to aim up. Des Hasler... Wouldn't have given up uh, on season 2020 yet. They've still got something they can take out of this game. And uh, really, um, it's a game that I said it's definitely winnable. Um, but I expect the Warriors to be too strong for this Manly side who are all over the place. They could be farewelling uh, Ruben Garrick as well, who could be involved in a possible player swap uh, with the Dragons, Jason Saab. But we'll see how that goes. That hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, but props to guys like Cherry Evans and Jake Shorovich who have really been... Um, Really been uh, trying their hearts out every week, and it just hasn't come together for Manly. Um, and I've got the Warriors by 10 points in this game, and unfortunately for Manly, um, they need, they're going to need to really look at themselves hard in the mirror and see what sort, what kind of football team they want to be heading into season 2021. But uh, props to the Warriors, fantastic season, um, and they're going to come back stronger than ever next year. Warriors by 10 to end their season in this one. All right, the final game of the regular season for 2020 will take place at 4 p.m. from the Strata Jubilee Stadium when the St. George Illawarra Dragons host the Melbourne Storm. And, of course, the Dragons season will be ending uh, in this match. They're going to really try to go out on a high note. They were pathetic last week against the uh, Newcastle Knights, leading so many soft tries in the, heart, in the first half that led their interim coach, Dean Young, to say that they couldn't have been adapto side last week. And, really, they're the commitment defense wasn't there at all um they struggled to really put a dent against the newcastle side and they've gotten somehow they've gotten uh they've gotten some hope this week because the melbourne storm have rested the majority of their team um the only really established first graders in the side are going to be papa house and brandon smith 
and Christian Welsh. The rest of this team is going to be a bunch of young guys. Um, they're resting all their big guns like the Bromwiches, Mazda, Smith, um, Adokar, Vunavalu, all these guys are out and getting prepped for the finals week one. Um, so the Dragons, if they're ever going to end their season on a high note, it's against a Storm team that's barely played any first grade together. Um, Riley Jackson, Cooper Johns will be their halves. Um, so we'll see how that goes for them. Um, the Dragons, they are almost got their full-strength side. They've got a couple of guys on debut this week. Eddie Blacker finally gets his shot on the bench for him, and I believe Max Fangai keeps his spot on the wing, and Jaden Sullivan will debut in the halves um, with Adam Clune. Uh, of course, Ben Hunt's been suspended for the year, so Cameron McInnes will keep his spot into in the hooker position. Um, but really a disastrous year for the Dragons. Anthony Griffin needs to see what he's working with heading into 2021, so it's good to see a couple of young guys be given a shot in this game, and we'll see what kind of impact they have in the game. They really should win against the Melbourne side that has so much inexperience and um, are really looking forward to next week against the huge game against the Roosters. It's going to be an absolute blockbuster match, but Craig Bellamy is going to be looking and see what what these young kids have and really scouting um, what they can bring to a first-grade Melbourne squad, uh, Melbourne Storm squad in the future. So um, big game for the Dragons. They want to finish their season on a high note. They want to take out Tyson Frizzell um, and farewell him from the club because he's given a lot of great years to him um, in style. Um, but I think uh, the way they've been playing, they're down on confidence. Um, I've still got the Melbourne Storm. Um, despite all their changes, I've got the Storm by 12 in this game, and the Dragons will be in it for a long time, uh, long period of time. But I've been saying it all year, you put any of the pressure, pressure on this defensive Dragons outfit, and the Storm will just run through, and they'll score tries at will. So I expect Ryan Pappenhausen to really be at the centre of that, and um, I've got the Storm by 12 points in this final match of the regular season of season 2020. And just like that, we've come to the end of the regular season for the National Rugby League for season 2020. Thank you guys for coming on the ride with me. Let's recap my tips for round 20. And uh, on Thursday night, I've got the Brisbane Broncos avoiding the wooden spoon with a victory over the North Queensland Cowboys. In the Friday games, I have the Gold Coast Titans being too strong for the Newcastle Knights and ending their season with five in a row. I've got the Roosters defeating the South Sydney Rabbitohs on the Saturday games. I've got Penrith um, going 15 in a row against the Canterbury Bulldogs. I've got the Cronulla Sharks defeating a young Canberra side, and I've got the Parramatta Eels defeating the West Tigers, who will be dangerous and uh, will be one of those two points. In the Sunday matches, I've got the New Zealand Warriors ending their challenging season on a high alert, and I've got the Melbourne Storm's young side defeating a Dragons team that have pretty much been pathetic in 2020. Those are my tips for round 20. Thank you guys for joining me. As always, as I said, let's go to my bets of the week now. Um, and looking at the tab this week, I think um, that the Gold Coast Titans are obviously the value better of the week. Um, I've said they haven't lost, won't lose a game for the rest of the year for quite a while now. They're currently paying $2.30 against Newcastle. If you're going to put a 50 buck bet on it, bet on, put it all on the Gold Coast Titans. I think they're very good value. Um, if you're looking for something else, I think uh, Cronulla at $1.72 against Canberra, good value. They'll probably go down closer to match day. And the Tigers are 3.30, so if you want to put a bit on the start with 8.5, um, against the Eels, I think that game will be extremely tight. So those are my bets of the week. Um, thank you guys for listening to me every Tuesday afternoon. I promised um, a guest at the start of the year, obviously before COVID hit, I was unable to deliver that promise, but we've still got the finals. We've still got State of Origin. And uh, I, I'm i telling you, I'll try my best to get guests on the show. And I've got a couple great guys lined up. Um, 
they'll add so much entertainment value to the show if we can get them on. So thank you guys for following me in season 2020. It's not over yet. We've got a huge finals campaign coming up, but hopefully I can get my first Perry round of season 2020 to end the regular season. Um, but I'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the last round, the last full round of the National Rugby League in 2020 and uh, enjoy a beer or two for me this week. I'll see you guys next week in a huge edition of Steve's NRL Free Tips where I will go through each and every finals team and we'll see who they're versing and I'll give my predictions uh, to who's going to win the grand final and who's going to win each and every finals match next weekend. So thank you guys for joining me on Steve's NRL Footy Tips. I'll see you guys next week. Same place, same time.